Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there is so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there. And you're tired of the wellness fads, endless diets, and impossible standards that make you feel like nothing you do is ever enough. You're ready to tune into your mind and body and feel empowered around health. Welcome to the Wellness Rebranded Podcast. We're the healing trio here to help you redesign your relationships with food, fitness, and yourself. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. I'm Maria, licensed mental health therapist. And I'm Tara, personal trainer. Together, we're changing the narrative on health away from diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity and towards healthful self-care. So grab your water bottle, get ready to laugh, learn, and grow. And And let's let's start rebranding your wellness journey. Welcome to another episode of Wellness Rebranded, a podcast where a dietitian, a personal trainer, and a mental health professional get together to bring information from three different healing perspectives. And today, by the way, have I told you guys how much I enjoy being in this podcast with you? Ah, that's nice of you to say. I enjoy it very much. Well, we having, love having you. I love having you, having me and you and all. So today we're going to talk about the intersection between... Um, diet culture and fitness, women's fitness in throughout history. Right, Tara? Is that what we're talking about? Yes. But before we jump into that, we got this really great email this week that I wanted to share with you guys. Elizabeth's going to read it for us. And if you guys ever have any feedback for us, we love getting emails and feedback like this. So please, please, please hit us up. And also, if you leave us a review or reach out to us with your thoughts, we might read it on air. Uh, so it says, hello, Tara. I just want to say thank you to you and your cohorts. I absolutely enjoy the podcast and I'm resonating with what you all talk about. Keep up the fantastic work. I've been studying, tracking, dieting, etc. for a very long time. So happy to have found the podcast. Blessings to you all and your families. So thank you so much for that review. We absolutely love hearing from you guys. It Um, fills our cups and gives us feedback that's helpful so we can create episodes you want to hear. Mm -hmm. 100%. So jumping into talking about the history of women's fitness and diet culture in the United States, um, when I say these words, I want you guys to tell me what you think of. Ooh, okay. Jazzercise. Jane Fonda. (laughs) Yes. Did you say fun or Fonda? I said fun, but I also thought about Jane Fonda. Okay. That's funny because she was also a word I was going to (laughs) say. Oh. (laughs) Was she not really jazzercise? I can just picture her in the leg warmers. I don't know. I picture her in the leg warmers, so probably she was. Okay. But thigh master, buns of steel. I think Uh, she was buns of steel, actually. I think QVC. (laughs) Yes. Are we still playing the game? Yeah, we're still playing the game. Did they sell buns of steel at QVC? uh, Well, I don't know if it was actually QVC, but I just think of like those infomercials. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bowflex. Bowflex. I don't actually know that one. Hard. Bowflex or... (laughs) (laughs) Bowflex is like a home workout piece of equipment. I know what it is, and I'm saying, you said the first word that comes to mind (laughs) is hard. I know what you were doing. (laughs) What about Zumba? Fun. Oh, I suck at it. Super (laughs) fun. Sorry, but that is the first thing. I also suck at it. Guys, you no. For sure. You don't suck at it. You just enjoy it. It's, there's no sucking or no sucking. When, when you come to my house for dinner, we're going to do Zumba in the backyard just for fun. So you could you yeah, can you show just, us. You yes, just, I'm just, on board. You just move to the music. Should we invite friends to our Zumba and uh, food party? Whatever you want. <laughs> no, the three of us will just be dancing on the deck. 
that's been laughing. That's totally normal. I had a Zumba event coming up, but the Zumba teacher got hurt. You so did. my event got canceled. It was movement and mental health with Zumba. That's how much I love Zumba. Oh my gosh, that's such a good that. idea. So, P.S. If you're out there and you teach Zumba, reach out to Maria. <laughs> She's in need. <laughs> you should have reached out to me because I have Zumba people I know. Okay, well, I'll hook you up. Okay, all right. Um, CrossFit. Um, oh, diet culture. That one that one hits me hard, diet culture. <laughs> okay, the first thing that comes to mind is popular, and I don't know why. That's what comes to mind. Like It probably is. I mean, I've never done it. certainly used Neither to be more popular than it is. Huh. Yoga. Zen. Relaxing. Beneficial for my body. Okay. Flexibility. Pilates. Love it. Same. Weightlifting. No, thank you. Well, Tara makes it fun. <laughs> bar. Oh, I like bar too. Um, but these are all to, yeah boutiquey fitness things. I feel like now we're veering into. Yeah, they're all part. Or of they it. can be hula hooping. Hurtful for my hips at forty six. I, now, I, I like hula hooping, and I have a weighted hula hoop that sometimes I do, right, when yep. when we hop on our sessions. And I'm sure Tara thinks I'm so weird when she sees me hula hooping. Wait, what? I love it. I think saying, it's a great workout. Are you saying you're good at hula hoop? Well, I mean, I don't want to toot my own, my own <laughs> horn, but I'm not bad at it. I'll toot it can, for her. She how, is good at it. Okay, how can you be good at hula hoop and bad at Zumba? Like, it doesn't... Because like, hula hooping's not to the music. Worst case scenario, just shake yeah. I don't need to have any to rhythm, and also the the hoop like, I don't know. I don't consider that shaking my hips really. I'm just doing hula hooping. Nice. If I try to freeform my hips, it doesn't happen. <laughs> things that we learn. I want to see that. The things that we learn. So the thing that all these have in common is these are trends that have been happening in women's fitness over the past like seventy years. Yeah. So today I'm going to kind of take you guys on a journey through fitness for women in America. I love this. Super interesting. And we've kind of started, um, you know, it's really easy for us to see now looking back Mm -hmm. at how diet culture played such a role in this. Because when we talk about things that were in in like the 50s, 60s, 70s, it was all designed to make us smaller, smaller, skinnier, Mm -hmm. thinner. Mm -hmm. Right. And now we've seen a really significant shift, which I'm thrilled about, um, where, yes, there is still diet culture. Obviously, we talk about this every episode, but there's a whole lot more focus on what your body can do, mm-hmm. on how your body feels, mm-hmm. and on the mental benefits of exercise instead of just that ever never-ending goal of getting smaller. I was going to say, yeah, I guess you're right that there is more conversation around that, but it just seems like that is true, and also the shrink your body part of it hasn't gone away. Like, yeah. it's sort of like still that's still exists. there, just as loud, but yeah. now we have this other... We've added like, to it. Yeah, and and what we added, at least from that frame of mind, is good, right? It is mm-hmm. great for your mental health, and mm-hmm. we... It is helpful for people to move, and there's great benefits, but um, interesting. Yes. It's more like it's just grown rather than it's changed. We've just added more. I totally like the way you put that. So if we think back to, like, the 1950s, none of us were around. (laughs) Nope. Nope. (laughs) But the big thing of that time was that you women were not supposed to be sweaty. 
Mm. Right. Sweat was very much frowned upon. We were supposed to be dainty and feminine and not getting sweaty, which I find interesting because that's like when like sock hops were like really popular, mm-hmm. like in the 50s and 60s. And I don't know about you guys, but when I dance, I definitely get sweaty. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that women were sweating, but we weren't supposed to sweat for exercise, which yeah. fun fact, the Titanic had like stationary bikes on it. It really? had like a little gym. Um, you know, so like, yes, people exercised and women did too, but it was very like mild, low key, like don't get too uh, aggressive with it because um, it's not ladylike. And also we were, con- we were perceived to be like delicate. So if we work too hard, we might get sick. I'm a little bit fascinated by the fact that there were stationary bikes on the Titanic because I wonder like. Were people actually using those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Or was that some super innovative, forward-thinking thing that they just happened to have on the Titanic? Right, because the, the Titanic was so luxury Yeah, because I just don't feel like that's a thing that people did in the 1950s. Or maybe just men. Yeah, True. maybe. That's what I, I was also wondering that. Have either of you guys read the book Lessons in Chemistry? Ah, Girl, I'm reading that book right now, and I didn't finish in time, and so Libby sucked it back, and I have, like, five chapters to go. Oh, that stinks. That's happened to me before, too. I love that book. It was one of my favorite books from last year, I think, but the the one thing I always think about from that book is the whole conversation around Jack LaLanne and Mm -hmm. running and how that was so weird at the time, which I think was the 1950s, right? I think it was the 50s, yeah. So weird that, that this one character in the book went running. People thought that was so bizarre. And he did it in, like, those, like, slippers or something, yeah. right? Because yep. running shoes weren't even a thing. They didn't exist yet, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I just thought that was such a, like, a funny thread of that book. Yeah, I like that, too. Have you read it? No. Okay. You you should, it's good. here in the corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you guys know I love reading. <laughs> so the 50s were a time when mainstream women in America did not move very much at least in an exercise capacity, but there still were major athletes, um, female athletes during that time. And what I found really interesting was Jean Fott. Um, She played in the Girls Professional Baseball League from 1946 to 1953. That's awesome. Um, Who knew there was a thing then? She was like the greatest overhand pitcher of her time. Wow. uh, Which I find to be fascinating. why does no one know about her? Right. And even, like, I know, Elizabeth, you're a big fan of bar. Um, So Lot Burke um, is kind of like the godmother of bar. Really? Right? Um, And so that was starting back in the 50s, too. That's, like, when she kind of embarked on her journey to create this um, method of exercise for the masses. Oh, really? I had no idea that it had deep roots like that. Bar has a a really fascinating beginning. She was like this German lady um, who was a ballerina, and she kind of created bar for women, not just dancers, but all women, to tone, strengthen, and improve flexibility. So... She is a true pioneer. That's cool. I didn't know that because I didn't hear about bar until maybe not yeah. long ago. Okay. Yeah. So it's interesting to know that it's been. Yeah. It's been around for like while. 70 yeah. years. We just haven't had it be so mainstream. Mm-hmm. The 50s were also when hula hooping um, became like a thing, you know, kind of our wholesome family activity. And then people started realizing, wow, if I do this a lot, I actually like work my core really well um, and get stronger and you know, at that time, I'm I'm sure they were quantifying success as smaller 
Um, so hula hooping was like a real big trend back then. Bring it back. Bring back the hula hooping. Mm-hmm. It's funny you say it's a family activity because it very much has been an activity in my family as my kids were growing up. We would go <laughs> to all funny. these conferences that um, with my husband through his company, and it seemed like there were always hula hooping competitions. And, <laughs> really? And um, my my two girls were really, really good hula hoopers. My son didn't know how to do it at all, and he was so frustrated that they were winning the things that he learned. He'd learned how to hula hoop, and <laughs> it was like a big thing when he won at one time. <laughs> I love that. That's funny. <laughs> So then we ushered in the 60s, and 60s are the era of aerobics. Um, That's when aerobics really hit the scene. And like Lessons in Chemistry, Jack LaLanne was one of the guys who kind of helped usher that in. Oh, so maybe I had the decade wrong. Yeah, you know, like 50s, 60s. So long ago. that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Debbie Drake was another one, and that's when we started putting, like, fitness classes on TV. So all the housewives that were at home doing whatever they did all day, you know, they were the ones who were sitting there going, okay, I'm going to watch Jack LaLanne and do, um, you know, my exercises at home. In slippers. In slippers. or (laughs) According to the book. Barefoot. (laughs) And the reason that was so revolutionary is because Jack LaLanne and Debbie Drake were, like, giving women permission to get sweaty. Oh, Up until that point, it was not ladylike. If you've ever seen, like, Stepford Wives, for example, mm-hmm. they're exercising in their skirts and their heels with their full <laughs> makeup, you know, because you don't want to get too sweaty. Um, but finally in the 60s, we were like, all right, we can sweat. Showers exist. We're real This people. is okay. Real biological functions. Yes. <laughs> they also were the ones who started teaching us that under every curve, there's a muscle. So if there's no muscle, there'll be no curve. So oh. still very much rooted in diet culture, right? Or, um, but not composition, but like, what's the word for how it looks? <laughs> Aesthetics? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Close. <laughs> yeah. So we have this like. I'm a little tired. This today. reason, right? Like, oh, I want to do this exer- exercise to build this muscle so I look a certain way, which of course is yeah. full of diet culture and we all hate that, but. At least they were moving at this point. Yes, so true. Step in the right or direction. In, yeah. But I'm also thinking with these videos at home, it's like, okay, you're supposed to not sweat, do all these house chores that everyone is expecting you to have this house beautifully and your kids well-fed and the husband well-fed. And here's a video. So also, on top of that, you do things to, like, it sounds like a lot of pressure. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. more pressure. A true point. I think there is a reason why, like, <laughs> women in the 60s, like, greeted their husband at the door with a drink when he got home. Like, everyone needed it. <laughs> <laughs> also in the 60s, um, there was this huge shift because Dr. Kenneth Cooper came on the scene. Have you guys heard of him? No. Okay, so he is one that is, like, considered the godfather of, like, modern aerobic exercise. Um, And critics of Dr. Cooper said that bodies would line the streets if people started doing the things that he was recommending. What was he recommending, you might ask? I was about to. (laughs) Getting your heart rate up with an easy jog a couple times a week. Oh. Yes. Oh, so that, so... Aerobic activity, not necessarily aerobics. Yes, like not we aerobics think... like we're thinking of like oh, dance okay. aerobics, but just getting your heart rate up and sweating. Gotcha. Um, he's the guy who started advocating for that. Um, and everybody, he 
wrote a book called Aerobics. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody thought, oh, my God, people are going to start dying. Like, this is really bad. The body is not made to do this. And oh my, uh, then, spoiler okay. alert, yes, it was. So another really cool thing that happened in the 60s was women started competing in, like, marathons. Oh. Up until that point, and even past that point, women were not allowed to. Um, and so there were women that would, like, dress like men yeah. and try to, like, sneak into the races under a fake oh name. Um, and then, amazingly, um, they did really well. I know it's shocking to all of us that women can actually run. Um, and then they realized, oh, it's not actually that dangerous, so we'll let women keep doing it. That's so interesting. Um, interesting side note, we still see this a lot today with pregnant women running marathons. Um, you know, we've talked about this before in other episodes, but it is safe to exercise during pregnancy. And if you've been running marathons, you can absolutely keep running marathons during pregnancy. But inevitably... If you clear it with your doctor. Of Maybe. course, <laughs> of course, um, unless you have like major weird pregnancy issues. But in general, as long as you're doing something, you can keep doing it. Yeah. Um, amazingly, all the people that go to see pregnant women running in races or exercising in the gym or doing things like have a comment about how, oh, my God, that's so dangerous. And it's not at all founded. In still, you're saying still. still? Oh. I see this in the gym all the time. Wow. With pregnant clients or clients that have run marathons or 5Ks while pregnant, like, onlookers definitely, like, throw shade at that. Mm. So we still have a ways to go, but at least we're now allowed to race. Mm -hmm. We've come a long way. Yeah. Moving into the 70s, what do you think our Stay main... Alive. Yes, our <laughs> main fitness theme was dancing. Like, <laughs> disco was a thing. Jazzercise came out. Um, you know, women were more encouraged to exercise rather than be allowed to exercise. Really? Um, so the 70s Couldn't were like oh my God. a really progressive time. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but it was a very progressive time for fitness. That it's easier to dance probably than say I'm going to exercise. Yes. That I'm going to dance. Yes. Sounds so, more fun. It well, sounds more fun, for sure. But if we were coming from all those taboos of women mm -hmm. and movement, True, yeah. dancing sounds like something more acceptable socially to deal with. Absolutely. Dancing is like the main theme of how women exercised in the 70s, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then in the 80s, Jane Fonda hit the scene like a hurricane. Like warmers, <laughs> leotards. She took over for sure. Um, she had her own workout book. She had a ton of workout videos. Um, you know, everybody was doing Jane Fonda's routines. And there was a whole ton of spinoff people, too, right? People that we've never heard of. When does Richard Simmons come in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what decade was he? He was like 70s, 80s, right? Yeah. 80s, was he 90s, before even. Jane Fonda? I can't imagine I that he was before know. Jane Fonda. Have you guys heard that podcast, Where's Richard Simmons? He's no. apparently missing or something. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? There's, there's an entire podcast called Missing Richard Simmons. And oh, it's about okay. he, like, disappeared off, off. I don't know. I, I, I feel knows. like I may have listened to it at one point or at least, like, an episode or two of it. And he, he sort of, like, like, fell off the face of the earth, kind of. Yeah, and, and it's about, like, what happened to him because... And and he like literally like went dark or something. I don't know. There's, you should Google it. Now, yeah, our next right. episode is <laughs> what what in the world happened to Richard Simmons? 
<laughs> except they already did that podcast. <laughs> and I, I don't feel like they figured it out. If they didn't use the Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego <laughs> theme song to that, I'm going to be really disappointed. You know we're totally Googling it when we end recording. For sure. <laughs> In the 80s, the 80s were characterized by, like, celebrities teaching fitness. So even people like Mark Wahlberg and Cher and Angela Lansbury all had, like, home Nuh-uh. workout. Yeah. Get they out. all had home workout videos. Wow. Um, so, like, that was kind of, like, technology was really starting to come about in the 80s where it was easy to use, um, you know, technology to create your own video and sell it to the masses. You know, if you guys also, I don't even know if I want to recommend this or not, but there is a really intense show on called Physical, uh, which is about fitness in the like 80s um, and diet culture and trigger warning. There's like eating disorders like it's a lot. But if you're interested in like the diet culture fitness intersection, um, particularly in history, that is a really fascinating show. Hmm, I don't know about that show, but I don't know if I want to watch it. It's really intense. I don't know that I love it. Yeah. It's just, it's like a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. Um. So then in the 90s, any guesses on what trend hit us like Okay, let me think because I feel 90s? like this is, this is my era yes. of entering the fitness world. Mine is like 2023. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. We're glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> welcome you. to the party. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Um, Bring your 90s, Zumba vibes. I don't know. It comes dancing comes to mind again in the nineties. What comes mind to you? Since I'm having era. trouble thinking. What were you doing in the nineties? What was I doing? Uh, uh, well, when I say it, you guys are gonna be like, "Ugh!" It's a well. What I was doing were these home workout videos, and it was a very well known one that I ju- the black guy. No. Ugh. Well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of the name of, it was The Firm? Is that a fitness video? That is a fitness video, and it was in the 90s, but that's not what I was going to okay, say. Okay, that is what I was okay. doing. I, that I, I, yeah, I did all those. I loved that they used, like, a law theme for fitness videos. <laughs> well, isn't it, like, The Firm as in firming up, yeah, toning totally. up your body, probably? Totally. Um, so, what really hit us Running? in the 90s... Running was already, okay. that never really ended, um, was yoga oh. and Taibo. 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 What is that? Wait, do you not know Taibo? No. I don't think I do. Oh, my gosh. It was like the biggest Apparently thing Apparently, I ever. wasn't that active like, in the 90s. <laughs> so, Taibo was this guy I named... I wasn't even here in the 90s, so that <laughs> didn't judging. make it. Yeah, I guess he wasn't that good that didn't make it, <laughs> it didn't overseas make it to, to <laughs> other countries. <laughs> You know, honestly, it probably did because it was massive. Billy Blanks was this giant black guy who was absolutely ripped. um, And he did Taibo, which is like kickboxing. Like, think like kickboxing with also regular boxing. Um, And he choreographed it all to music. It would be really comparable to like modern day, um, like body combat. You know, it would be something like that. Interesting. Um, I did go through a kickboxing phase. But everybody did it at home. No, 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. It did stay also. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really huge. But yoga is really like what burst onto the scene in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, so people were getting injured, right? It's just so funny, right? Because it's obviously been around for centuries. <laughs> yeah, right. For like <laughs> thousands of years. Yeah. But somehow we didn't like 
make it mainstream until then. And really, a lot of celebrities had to do with that. Like Jennifer Aniston, you yeah. know, was super hot in the 90s. Um, and everybody was like, oh, my God, what's your workout? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I do yoga. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's kind of like what helped bring up its popularity. Popularity. Madonna was another one. I, I was thinking Madonna in my head, but I wasn't sure if I was right. <laughs> Madonna definitely did yoga. Um, So women were getting really burned out from doing all the high-intensity stuff, all the dancing, you know, all the Jane Fonda videos, the firm, the Taibo, and yoga was a bit more gentle, right? And we touted yoga back then as like, oh, this is going to prevent injuries, which like obviously, yeah, it still does, but we know that that's not the only thing that prevents injuries. We never talked about other types of exercise as injury prevention up until that point. Um, interesting. Right. And then lastly, in the in the early 2000s, it was really like the time of the specialized boutique fitness. Mm-hmm. And Pilates. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Pilates studios popped up. Yoga studios popped up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're even seeing this still today with like F45 and Orange Theory, you mm-hmm. know, Tribe Cycle, um, things like that. So that's kind of made an appearance and stayed on the scene. But the real like benefit to that um, is that we've stopped focusing solely on weight loss and we've added in that mindfulness piece, right? Yeah, so how do you think all of these things intersect with diet culture? So I think like the entire time. I realized we had so much fun getting <laughs> your tour of <laughs> fitness, we didn't weave it in. <laughs> right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed the tour. (laughs) I was having fun. (laughs) But I think it's easy to see how, like, all of these different types of fitness trends were all geared towards making your body smaller. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, if we do the hula hoop, we'll get a better abs. Yeah. You know, if we do Zumba or, um, you know, dancing or whatever, like, it's all about making yourself smaller. And And also, like, think about who are the people that you saw doing these things, right? Mm -hmm. Typically one very... Um, I really can't think today. Like with a specific physique, physique. Uh, like yes. you know, matching yes. the the diet culture yeah. ideal, quote unquote. And I say well, that here's with heavy something sarcasm. that came to my mind when you were saying that. So back then, they would exercise with their skirts and heels or slippers. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> remember the first episode you told us you went to the gym in, in high heels? Yes, I did. <laughs> Maria, I don't think you were here she for wasn't. that. You gotta my go very that one. interview. My very first gym experience, I went and joined Gold's Gym down on West Street. And I showed up for my session with my personal trainer because I didn't realize I'd be like working out wearing leather pants and rhinestone stilettos. <laughs> I love the look on her face right now. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, like Sorry. I had no idea, right? I just thought like, oh, it'd be like a conversation. And she took one look at me and was just like, okay. <laughs> you in the right place. <laughs> So did you exercise on your heels, or she? No, like, she just back. like showed me like, oh, come here's back. the machine for your butt, and here's the machine for your abs. Any questions? She said, come back, maybe with flats. <laughs> Barefooted at this point. I'm sorry, but what were you going to say? I was going to say that back then they would um, exercise with the skirts and the heels. Were now, I I I observe that a lot of women dress on their um, exercise clothing. Even if we're not exercising. Oh, yeah, all yes. day. At all leisure. Day, right? Uh-huh. So, Especially after COVID. 
Yeah. Special. So I, I understand it's more comfortable. Probably you can go around in your um, yoga pants or exercise pants and sneakers. But going to diet culture, mm -hmm. how many women, maybe including myself, are not thinking I can wear that because my butt doesn't look like that on those Lululemon pants that you know are so tight. Yeah, you mean we're feeling the pressure to yeah. look. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah to look yeah. because then. Also, everyone is wearing their exercise, so also is the pressure, like, are everybody yeah, the pressure really exercising? Because I'm not. Well, and also the pressure of you better look good in that yes. exercise, whatever, yep. right? And, and that exercise, is, because, yeah. I mean, I understand that exercise is a good thing, and I try to move my body as much as I can, but I don't like the pressure of you have to exercise because then you're not healthy or you have to look a certain yeah. way or it's not enough if you yeah. don't exercise or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that has changed too. Yeah. I think COVID changed a lot of this for us. Like mm -hmm. we got so used to being in our Lululemons on our couch all day. And then I see people all the time that are like worried to come back to the gym because they don't look like they used to look pre-COVID. Oh. And it's like, you guys, we like survived a global pandemic. Yeah. Let's be gentle with ourselves. <laughs> like be gentle with yourself. We survived. Put the emphasis on survive. Right. 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 And I don't think anyone looks exactly the same before COVID. Right, because we physically, aged. emotionally, yeah. I mean, any area of your life. If you True. see a difference, you are not alone. Right. And the rest of the world. Welcome like, to the world. Yes, okay, to the yeah. yeah. So I just want to finish up by saying that even though we've seen fitness trends go from not being able to get sweaty to now we have apps and Peloton and all sorts of online things and we've taken this whole giant journey through fitness um, just moving your body and being gentle with yourself and finding something that you enjoy even if it maybe isn't what's on trend right now is like the most important part mm -hmm. so just being happy and moving is the kind of the goal and that we have so many options that it's okay to choose yes what what feels good like you're Absolutely. saying like, the good thing is that we have options now here's a thought what about an event in connecting movement and mental health and we do it zumba and hula hooping oh! like hula hooping for your emotional well-being elizabeth and then you can be the main okay good because uh, zumba that would be hard for me okay but can you hula hoop and, and... I, I can Okay, I like let's it. do it. I'm in. Hula hoop event. Yeah, I like it. And may I say, I'm really disappointed that step aerobics never popped up in this conversation. Oh, uh, I am maybe like the rare zebra, but I love yes. step aerobics. Gosh, and, step uh, so what happened to it? I don't know. I wish they would bring it back. So I, my personal opinion is that people were just getting injured, and if you're clumsy at all, like myself, oh, well, I am clumsy. It is a terrible, <laughs> terrible modality for clumsy people. <laughs> Um, just because, like, you trip and fall. And, like, mm -hmm. I went to, uh, guys, I'll tell you a really quick story. I went to a conference one time that had, like, I don't even know, like 10,000 people there. And they had enough equipment for all of us to do a step class all at once. Seriously? <laughs> yes. Wow. And it was mostly for, like, instructors. So, like, many of the instructors taught step. Mm -hmm. And then there was me who had never done step ever in my life. And 
they would like turn around and be facing the back and I'd be facing the front and I would turn around like oh snap it's supposed to be facing this way and I would turn around and then everybody was facing the other way and I tripped on my step and like kicked it like 10 feet away and it hit like four people and everybody turned and somebody else fell and all of her risers oh, fell no. girls it was mortifying it went down like dominoes Tara were you wearing your heels and your leather pants for this I wasn't. <laughs> that is such a funny mental image. Oh, it was. I was a disaster. I'm a hot mess. And have you done it since ever? No, not a single time. Uh, maybe like once or twice, but <laughs> not. It's not something I choose. Have you done it? I think like once. Okay. But that would have fit, in my opinion, in like the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. That was. Still I was definitely stepping in the 2000s. Yeah. Pregnant. <laughs> And stepping and having nothing really, wrong with that. Really, I, I have a lot of fun. <laughs> as long as you don't fall, it's good. Yeah, that's the problem. Somehow I managed not to fall. Or kick it and then hit four other people. <laughs> or that. <laughs> yeah, try not to do that either. <laughs> Keeps it interesting, though. That was fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Embrace Thank the you, journey. Tara. You're welcome. Stay tuned for our next episode and that Zumba and hula hooping event. Yes. Bring it back. Bring it on. Thank you for listening. If you want to connect with me outside of this podcast, you can find me on Instagram at coaching underscore therapist. Uh, I'm Elizabeth. You can find me at Elizabeth Harris Nutrition or in my Facebook group, Health and Healing with Intuitive Eating. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Tara DeLeon Fitness. Guys, if you loved this episode or any of our other other episodes, we would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, it really, really helps us um, get the non-diet word out to the rest of the world. So um, please leave us a review. Yes, thank you.